0: story of a woman in Luke chapter 18 verse 1 to 8 as Jesus was uh, speaking uh, to them in parables and uh, you have to understand every parable that Jesus taught he was trying to drive home a kingdom point Jesus taught in parables now a parable is a short story told to illustrate a point or to drive home the point As Jesus was talking about the the parable here, he said uh, that men always ought to pray and not lose what? Heart. Why? Because you can have a dream. If you don't pray, it's easy to lose heart. And you can't pray if you don't have faith in your prayer. So he begins by that and the, he begins to say there was a certain uh, city. A, a, there was uh, in a certain city a judge who did not fear God nor regard man. Now there was a widow in that city. Now right there we can stop to begin to understand what a widow represented in the Jewish culture or in that ancient world. A widow in that time had no voice. A widow had no voice. Power to even go to a judge and plead a case. They were down looked upon. There are even nations right now. That when you are a widow you have to sit down like that. And actually others they dress like it. Because they got no voice. So Jesus speaking the story of a widow. He is speaking to a culture that understands the limitation of a widow. This is not just a story of somebody who has lost their husband. Jesus is not just pulling a story out of nowhere that she lost the husband so she was a widow. No, he is speaking to a culture that understands a widow had no power or authority to go before the judge. He continues to say, and she came to him saying, get justice for me from my advisory. And he would not for a while. But afterwards, he said within himself, Though I do not fear God, nor regard man, yet because this widow troubles me, I will avenge her, lest by her continue coming, she will wear me down. He is going to answer her, not because he likes her, not because he wants to do something about her, he is gonna answer because he is scared if she keeps coming to him, he is going to be stressed out and is going to be worn out. When the Bible says keep knocking, it's not saying just mumbo jumbo prayers. It's saying the more you keep knocking, the more you're gonna wear down whatever war is there, the more the wall is gonna collapse like a jericho. So prayer has to be precise. Because you're not just praying mumbo-jumbo prayers, you are praying to go towards the wall that has been in your life. And the more you continue to pray, to speak to it, the more that the walls will do what? Will collapse. Now look at this, the devil is not scared if you pray a path of prayer right now. He is more scared if you pray the same prayer without complaining, without asking God, why me? You begin to declare and tomorrow you wake up, you declare it. The following day you declare it. It wears him down and it stresses the devil. Do you know the devil can get stressed? The devil gets stressed. That's why he releases. He let go. Why, because you believe in what you want. And because you believe in what you want. You're going to pray about what you want. And when you pray about what you want. You're going to apply faith to what you want. And when you apply faith to what you want. You're going to be unshakable and nobody's going to move you. Because you believe beyond any reasonable doubt. If money has stopped you from from doing what God has called you, then it was not a dream or a vision from God. Any vision that dies because there is no money or because doors are not opening, it was not a door or a vision from God. Because the vision from God are sustained by faith. Why faith? Faith is crazy. You can't figure it out. If you can figure it out, then it's not faith. When God calls people, he doesn't send a memo to tell them how he has called them. He doesn't provide money. He just says, go. Where? Go. Where? What? Go. Where? Just go. Where? Keep going. Where? I'm going. Here, go. And as you go, Jesus begins to meet you where you are, and he begins to provide. The problem is that we want to figure it out. We go into our economics. Yes, the Bible says, you know, count the cost. But it doesn't say count your cost of your faith. We have that mixed up. Faith has no cost. Faith has the cost of all, what? Obediency. Obediency is obedience when you're going to do it when you don't understand what you're doing. The the judge says, she's going to wear me down. Look at the second line. Then the Lord says, hear what the unjust judge said. And shall God not avenge his own elect who cry out day and night to him? Though he bears long with them, I tell you that he will avenge them speedily. Nevertheless, that is the line that is there. That is the purpose, that is the punchline, that is the focus, that is the home Jesus is going to try to drive home here. It's not the stories that we laid, it's not the stories about the widow here. The story here comes now to this, this is what I want to bring to your attention. He says this now, nevertheless will the son of man, when the son of man comes, will he really find faith on earth? You see, it's easy to respond to what God is uh, calling you to do when you have a a very big uh, paycheck. Look at Mark 4, verse 35 to 41. On that day when evening had come, he told them, let's cross over to the other side of the sea. So they left the crowd and uh, he he took him along since he was already in the boat and other boats were with him now look at this so jesus comes and he says hey guys let's cross over they are excited because they are on land they're in control they can choose where to step and they cannot choose where they can't step faith is faith and i this is unshakable faith unshakable faith is faith when you let go of your control. When you let go of your control, of your gears, of your skills, your theological years, the years you've been in church, how you analyze and analyze everything, and then you say, I'm going to put it to the side and see what God do. You're going to see what God will do. So he is telling them, let us go to the other side excited let's go and they get in the in the in, in what in the boat all of a sudden the Bible says what a fierce windstorm arose isn't it that crazy that when God calls you and the first thing you're gonna see is a storm Jesus is being baptized by John the Baptist And the Bible records that, uh, you know, a dove came upon him. And the voice opened up, this is my beloved son. And all of a sudden, what follows? Scripture follows. He's in the wilderness being what? Tempted. Isn't that crazy that when God calls you and then your doubts and your voices and spirits of voices begins to talk you out? Why do we have people leaving churches to churches? It's because they're trying to discover their destiny. But your destiny cannot be discovered by changing churches. (laughs) It cannot. Listen. God can put you all by yourself in the world. With nobody to bother you. You will find that the leaves will bother you. What you need is not isolation. So when God calls you. It's so crazy. That's when the storm begins. Now I, tell, I used to tell my students. In the Bible college where I taught for 6 years. I used to tell them this. If you want to know God is calling you, then wait for the storm that comes. He has not called you if all you're going is just sliding along, feeling good, hallelujah. Oh, it's so good. Oh, we're praising God. Wait until the storm comes. How many have played that game called Snake and Ladder? Snake and Ladder. You know that game? I used to play it in Africa when I was young. You know how that game is? You do well, you do well, you go, and then there's a big snake. It just brings you, ah! And some of us, our lives are like that. We're doing good. We are powerful. We are anointed. We have a passion. We want to go and win all souls. We want to do everything that God is calling us. And then a challenge comes. We give up. We give up on our pastors. We give up on our leaders, on our church. And there we go. We go back. You have not responded to the call of God until you are able to face the storm of your call. if you will navigate the storms that comes after you respond then you will do fine then you will do greater stuff every person that god rose up they first a storm and they went through a storm and he had to call them what an apple of my eye you're calling david an apple of your eye god that you remember what he did Go look at this track record of the bears coming and the lions coming and going after them, destroying them. And of Goliath coming and saying, hey, I come in the name of the Lord. I'm going to destroy you. When all the armies who were trained to do that job couldn't do it. Him, he responded by faith. The storm is there. And then it says that the waves were breaking over the boat. So that the boat was already being swamped. But he was in the stand. Sleeping on the cushion. Jesus you are sleeping. We're dying here. And some of you feel like that. You have prayed. You have prayed all your charismatic prayer. You have prayed all your, your, your Pentecostal prayers. You have prayed all your prophetic prayers. You've done your mumbo jumbo stuff. But the storm is not wavering. Let me tell you, power is not how you pray. Power cannot be found in how you, you prayed. Power is found when you connect to the very Jesus who has the power to calm the storm. There is a difference between praying and praying while connected with Jesus. So here, Jesus is even sleeping. Now remember these guys. They saw Jesus do miracles out there. They saw Jesus do stuff. If I were them, oh man, I don't know, but I'm just thinking out louder here. Probably I would have just slept there. I said, you know what? If I die, I'll have the honor and the privilege of dying with a master. Whoever walked this earth. I'm in the boat with him. I'll look over. Hey, kids do what? When kids, they know there is a storm, I've driven in crazy storms going to preach with my wife. I can't even see. Kids are busy making noise. They don't even care what you see out there. They know daddy has got it. Daddy is in charge daddy will let us home. the same with god if you can learn how to trust jesus to say daddy will fulfill my call daddy will fulfill my purposes daddy will make me fulfill all that he has called me why panic why are you panicking why stress yourself why lose sleep why lose sleep i do not lose no sleep i'm telling you the truth my wife can tell you and god has taught me something never worry about what people think of you let them worry about that you worry about fulfilling the call of god if you worry about the right stuff then you will fulfill the right stuff here quickly look at this it says uh, jesus is sleeping so the Walk him up and say to him, teacher, don't you care? Don't some of you say right now, don't you care that I've responded? I've given everything that I had to give. I've given my tithe. Actually, I gave out of pain. I gave to you, Jesus. Don't you care that I'm saving you? Jesus, I've prayed. I've prayed for your husband. I've prayed and I, you know, I've know i fasted and I gave a bigger tithe. And I gave to that prophet who was selling anointing oil. And you don't care? You know, it's easy to give up when you don't understand that pain brings the fulfillment of every birth. If it's not painful, if it doesn't cost you anything, then it's not worth it. For my... Second book, and he, uh, we are offering you an interview to be interviewed on television. How exciting is that? Very exciting, right? Woo! Now read the following lines. The following line says this We are not paying for your flight, we are not paying for your hotel, we are not picking you up from your hotel to the studio, you have to find your way. And in my house, we had only $400 left. I'm full time at this. I don't have any partners in ministry that gives everything every day. And then I'm looking. I'm like, if I use up our $400, that's a, that's a month, of food and everything. Some of you, you have already eaten your destiny by not knowing where you're investing by doubting where you should put your money. Because every miracle does not come by the way of your design. When God is speaking, he doesn't speak by the way we always moved. I go to my wife, I say, should I go? My wife says, just get up and go. I buy a ticket, painfully, And I rent a very cheap motel. And dad knows that motel we're talking about yesterday. It's a smoked in motel. And I, I, I fly to California. Pay my taxi, the orange taxis. Get into the hotel. It's so stinky and smelling. My life flashed on me. I began to remember I was a soccer, a professional soccer player. I began to remember how I lived in Five Stars Hotel. I began to remember how I've traveled the world without the gospel. I did not go by faith. They put me on the plane and I was in next London or somewhere. My life began to flash. And I sat there. I began to cry. Why am I even here? And remember, I'm spending $400 to only go on a TV stage TV show for 30 minutes. It was only 30 minutes meaning i'll use up our grocery money and then fly back home empty and there's nothing for me to take home there's nothing for me to take home there's nothing for me to show off for i'm thinking when i get on the plane how am i going to feed my kids when i get on the plane What am I going to give to my family? Why am I even doing this ministry stuff? No doubt. I've asked those questions. It's now that I've stopped. Because I've seen the hand of God. But I'm down there. They put me on set. I began to preach, preach, preach. He was down somewhere. And then he came down. They had given me 30 minutes. And then he came down and he said, Put more, 30 more minutes on this young man. And here are his words with all honor and respect. He looked into my eyes and he said, This, as you are shelling the word of God, I almost peed from excitement finding a young man teaching just the word of God. Those were his words. That word changed my life because remember, I have a $400 problem. Nothing else could change that $400 problem unless you bring me a check. But those words began now to resonate with the destiny. And then he, he looks into me, he says, uh, "I want you when you go back to Canada, to begin to record the videos. Send them. I want to sponsor you." I want to help you young man you are teaching sound word and I want you to touch many lives that's how I found myself on HSPN God works everything that $400 that I paid the price for listen if you take something that is not painful and you give it it's not worth it it's not going to bring what needs to be brought to you Today, the network that launched me, a place where I was told, you coming here, no hotel, find your way. Today, I'm glad and humbled to serve as the vice president of that same network. Does it make sense for you? Does it make sense? Did he plan it? Did he you know it? Why would you call me to do that? Why would you even trust me to to serve with them at that capacity? You see, you don't know where your seed will bring fruits. There is no change in your production of your fruits if you don't change the very seeds that you have planted if you plant cheap seeds you will get cheap fruits if you plant genetically modified fruits you will eat genetically modified fruits there is a cost to do the will of god there is a cost to fulfill your call upon your life there is a cost to respond to what god is calling you there is a cost to ascend to the place where God wants you to go. There is a cost. You got to understand that. Why give up? You're giving up because you're trying to avoid to pay the cost. I want you to stand up. Listen people of God. I chose to share this story with you because I'll, originally I wanted to pray with people but you can't pray with people who don't understand what is going on. It's religious. Can we get this? Can we get this out please? It's religious. And I'm sure you've done the same ritual over and over to pray for your destiny to get somewhere and you don't get there. it's not your money that will get you to your destiny it's not by connecting with popular people that will get you to your destiny your destiny can only come fruitful when you get in touch with the one who gave you that destiny his name is jesus when you return back to jesus Jesus will retain everything that he has envisioned for your life. When you return back your life to Jesus and your ministry to Jesus and everything you desire to Jesus, Jesus will in retain bring the word for you to fulfill it. The reason why you are struggling is because you are trying to use your own strength. There is a difference when you have a key to the building. You don't go through the window. To get into the building, you go with boldness to put your keys in that thing, and that thing should respond to the key. Jesus is that key that can can make you your destiny respond in every way you're doing. Where you are you at in life? Think about it. Think about it. There is a cost to this. There is a cost to this. Some of us, it costed us friends. Some of us, we know we were ridiculed for just responding for Jesus without even knowing why people will say stuff about you and you're just trying to do your best to save Jesus. We were moments when we are seated with my wife and a friend and somebody would send a text. Don't associate with them. They're trying to start the church. And you look at the people are people that you've honored and loved, respected and honored. But you got to understand they're not doing that for you or to you. There is an enemy behind what you see trying to feed fear trying to feed insecurity trying to feed everything to pull you away from your destiny don't fight man whenever you are opposed don't fight man whenever you're going through stuff don't fight man we don't fight our battle in flesh you are in this place and this will be very specific i'm not gonna pray for everyone and everybody you are in this place. You are at crossroads. At a crossroads. You don't know where you're going with your ministry. Your life. Your future. You've tried to think about it. Nothing happens. I want to believe God with you. And um, pray with you. And, uh, and the leaders. I'm going to call some leaders here. To come and stand with you. And begin to armor that wall. The mountain that has been in your life forever. To be knocked down. Let me tell you people of God, God speaks in a very unique way. I am confident this is speaking to your destiny. Hello, friends around the world. Thank you uh, for all your support, your prayers. This is uh, Dr. Kazumba Charles and my wife, Gloria Kazumba. Uh, We have purposed in our heart to be a blessing to many people. We have the books that we want to send to you and to your household. We want to send to you the weapon of forgiveness, revisiting the foundation, and uh, the parables of the kingdom of God. Write to us. Life at Kazumba and life at Kazumba If you have uh, any prayer requests, Glory and I will be able and will be glad to pray for you and to pray with you and to believe God to do the miraculous in your life. Please write to us and we want to send you those materials. Just say hello to the people. Hello, people. Glorious. Shalom. <laughs> bye bye.